Good afternoon and welcome to uh, Thought for the Day on the 5th of August. We're on to chapter 23 in the McShane reading plan. Paul uh, has said goodbye to the Ephesian elders in 20 and 21. He was warned not to go to Jerusalem, but nevertheless he did. In 22, he's, he's arrested, put on trial. And here in, in 23, uh, Paul is given a chance to speak. He's been released. He's been given a chance to speak to the collective audience of Sadducees, Sadducees and Pharisees. Interestingly here, the Sadducees don't believe in a resurrection or angelic beings, whereas the Pharisees do. And so when Paul is put on trial there, uh, well, rather when he's given an account in chapter 23, Paul does a very smart thing. He, he, he creates a feud between these two groups, knowing full well uh, that, that there's antagonism between them based on the resurrection. So Paul says, look, I stand here for the hope of the resurrection that I have. And, and the Pharisees love that because they believe in a resurrection and they despise the Sadducees who don't. And so all of a sudden Paul is speaking their language. Uh, and so what this does, it creates a scenario where they can't agree and thus thereby making what the Pope was for Paul and making a, a way for him to, to get out of this situation. But the commotion is that bad when they start fighting over the resurrection now that Paul can't just carry on. The commander comes and, and takes him away for his own safety and takes him back into custody. And so Paul is still in custody. And there he is, and not knowing what his future is, he's done his best, uh, he's gone through these, these rough justice trials. And you can imagine it, it's pretty sober, pretty down, pretty dejected. After all, he was warned back in chapter 21 not to go to Jerusalem because this is precisely what would happen. But he went. In fact, he was convinced he should, he should go, that the Spirit of God was leading him. And here he is in Roman custody, not knowing what his future is, and wondering what he's doing there. How God is in this. Had he made a mistake? Should he have listened to Agabus and his Christian friends? The church who were pleading with him not to go. It seemed to be sound wisdom not to go. I mean, it really wouldn't have made that much difference if he didn't go. Why did he feel compelled to go? And he must be going through these questions in his mind. God, have I done the right thing? Uh, have you really led me here? The wisdom and the wise thing would have been not to go to Jerusalem, but I went. And now look at me. Now I'm in custody and nothing I can do can get me out of this, it seems. I don't know what my fate is. This may really be the end of me. And the Lord Jesus, we're told, we're told. 23 verse 11. The following night, after the commander rescues him and puts him back in custody, the following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify about me in Rome. And can you see what God does here for him? The resurrected Jesus comes to him, encourages him, and just, just reminds him that he's in this. That wisdom may have told him not to go. You know, a thought-out, rational decision would have led him away from Jerusalem. 
but the Spirit was leading him to Jerusalem. The Spirit had directed his path. He had heard from God. This was of God. He was exactly what God wanted him to be because this was the pathway through which he would end up in Rome where God wanted him to be to testify. I know he could have just gone to Rome, but he wanted to have the same level of audience that he's going to have, having been a prisoner of the state, such a high-profile prisoner. He has access to such high-profile people and makes an incredible impression in that city. Without all this, just wouldn't, would not have happened. And so Jesus appears to him, reassures him, excuse me, that's the kids practicing, reassures him that he's in the centre of God's will. That whatever wisdom had dictated, human wisdom, God's Spirit had led him here. God's Spirit was with him. God's Spirit was directing his future. And he can rest in that. Jesus stands with him, comforts him, reassures him, settles his heart. Here's the message for us. Hey, do you ever wonder if you've made a, a sham of a particular situation or even your life collectively? Do you, are you battling with this thing where you feel you've, you've wrecked it, you've blown it, you've messed up, you made an unwise decision, a foolish thing, you perhaps didn't listen to counsel, went on your hunch, you went with, you, with what you believe God was leading you to do, what you felt God was saying to you. And, and you rejected sound counsel, godly wisdom perhaps even. And now you find yourself in a predicament and you're wondering, what am I doing here, Lord? How did I get here? I trusted you. I believed you. I believed in your word. I believed you'd spoken to me. Then I heard from you. And now look where it's got me. How do I make any sense of this? Ever face that? Are you there now? Hey, Paul was. Jesus stood with him and reassured him he was with him. He had heard from him. He was steering his future. And Christian, I want to say to you, yes, let me encourage you to do wise things, to make decisions using godly principles, uh, to listen to godly counsel, to seek godly counsel. But sometimes, sometimes God may steer our paths through his word through a word of prophecy even, which may lead us a different way. We can find ourselves in a situation later and ask ourselves, what, what on earth am I doing here? Remember when Elijah did that at Mount Horeb after we ran away from Jezebel? Hey, I can't be certain what God is doing with you. One thing I know, when Paul felt he'd made a mess of things, God, Jesus, stood with him and reminded him he was with him still. Let me encourage you. If you've been led by God, if you've trusted that God has steered your life to where you are now, keep trusting him. Keep believing the word he has given you. See what he'll do. Humble yourself before him. Remind yourself that you trust in him, you trust in his sovereignty, that God is bigger than your decisions, even bigger than your mistakes. Even if you have, what God can still do, trust in his sovereignty. May Jesus stand with you today, tonight, reassure you and walk with you into your future and destiny for his glory. Amen.